Yeah, warm welcome to the papers. Good morning, it's Thursday the 16th of November 2023. And it's freezing, it's absolutely brass monkeys here in Salford. It's freezing out, winter's here. How are you doing? You well this Thursday morning? As I begin this, it's 7.36, oh, 7.36 in the morning. As I begin recording this, it's nice to know that. Gives you a clue if you catch it later on. You never know what might happen. But uh, I'll stop saying that, actually. We'll drop that for now. (laughs) But yeah, anyway, it's the papers. A daily look at the UK newspapers. We'll look at the front pages and then we'll have a look at some of the stories inside. And there are some interesting things, as always, to talk about today. Let's kick off with the Daily Telegraph front page. There is a rather fetching photograph on the front page of an actress who looks remarkably like the late Princess Diana and that is because it is an actress who is playing Princess Diana in The Crown, which I haven't watched any of, and I never will. I'd have to be in serious jeopardy. I'd have to be seriously stuck for something to watch before watching The Crown. Look, we're going to race through the front pages, because they are dominated by one story and one story only. And that is the Supreme Court in the UK ruling the Rwanda policy as unlawful. This is the government's policy to take asylum seekers and fly them to Rwanda. To fly them to Rwanda. As the Supreme Court yesterday said, no, that's not good. So the paper's full of it today. Uh, Telegraph headline, PM will use emergency law to start Rwanda flights. That's the headline. Let me tell you. He vows to introduce emergency legislation, does Sunak, to mark Rwanda as a safe country after the UK Supreme Court ruled the government's flagship asylum policy is unlawful. And as I said, this dominates the front pages today, indeedy. What was funny about this yesterday was after Sunak and some Tory frontbenchers, like like the new Foreign Secretary David Cameron, yes, like the new Home Secretary James Cleverly, yes, said, well, it is a safe country. What was hilarious was the leader of the opposition party in Rwanda did an interview on LBC and she said, no, we're, we're not really safe here at all, really. At all, at all, she said. The sun fed up Rishi. No bloody Rwanda is the sun. The Times leads with Sunak. Emergency law can save Rwanda policy. It also has on the front page, Starmer loses eight front benchers in party revolt on Gaza. There was a House of Commons vote last night on whether the government should try to compel Israel and Hamas to declare a ceasefire. Uh, it didn't succeed, the, the amendment, and uh, but, but 56 Labour MPs, including eight shadow ministers, went against party leader Keir Starmer. And that's uh, also getting a lot of coverage, particularly on the broadcast media this morning. The Daily Mail also uh, has a photograph of the lovely actress who plays Diana in The Crown. Apparently the new series of The Crown launches tonight. Find it on Spotify and on Apple, apparently. No, no, no. No, no, no. I'm full of crap. No, that's a Daily Mail podcast. That's a Daily Mail podcast about The Crown. That's the crazy world we live in now. Podcasts about television shows. Let's sit down and talk about the latest episode and what we learn. It's all crazy. Uh, The Daily Mail also. uh, Headline, we are a reasonable government, a reasonable country, 
But the British people's patience can only be stretched so thin. At last, says the Daily Mail, ice blue anger from this Prime Minister. The Daily Mail, of course, backs this ludicrous policy to send asylum seekers off to Rwanda. I mentioned on the Richie Allen radio show last evening, this is a gaslighting of people. Most people who are of reasonable mind and of, you know, regular intelligence, they know that if any government really wanted to stop people coming into the country, it's fairly straightforward, really. But, of course, the agenda doesn't want to prevent people from overwhelming, you know, countries. Yeah, it sounds very right-wing, that, doesn't it? And, of course, I don't have a right-wing bone in my body. But, as I have said too many times on the other show, the it was almost exclusively the preserve of the old left. The, the, the complaint about mass immigration. A lot of people don't know that. Back in the 70s and 80s, trade unionists who propped up the Labour Party here in the UK warned about uh, mass migration saying that it will undermine workers' rights and it will allow barons of industry to basically undercut their workers, get rid of them and replace them with a cheap workforce. So that's right, but this is never talked about today. Daily Express, PM fights back. We will deport the migrants. No, you won't. And you know you won't because it's not your decision to make. The Guardian, PM, vows to push through Rwanda plan after court rules it unlawful. Also... On the front page of The Guardian is this story. Who, chief, that's World Health Organization chief, condemns Israel as IDF enters hospital. This is Tedros Ghebreyesus. Tedros Ghebreyesus is his name. He's a sinister dude, by the way. Tedros, isn't he? Very sinister. So don't get too excited if you are a supporter of the rights of the Palestinian people. You don't want Tedros on your side. Financial Times defiant Sunak vows to change law. Blah, 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 blah. As the Metro, Rishi, I have a new flight plan. And one or two papers have a photograph of the Princess of Wales looking rather bizarre in a purple pantsuit. Purple is not a great colour, is it, on women? I, I don't know. Very 70s, maybe. Maybe I'm wrong. What do I know about fashion? Nothing. The iPaper, pensions boost at double UK inflation. The I splits its front page today between Sunak against the Supreme Court and a former MP predicting a state pension increase could be paid for by a squeeze on benefits. Lovely. Let's squeeze benefits. People are screwed to the wall as it is. In the more disadvantaged places in the country, people who are doing their absolute best to put food on the table are absolutely screwed. They're not scroungers. These are working people, working low-income jobs, and they need benefits to top up their meagre income. Otherwise, they don't eat. So, yeah, let's take some more benefits away from them. Oh, Jesus. It is an inversion, isn't it? It really is. The Daily Mirror. Is nothing sacred? There is a photograph of the late Queen Elizabeth II. And this is about a book written by Omid Scobie, I think. I could be wrong. It's a new book. And it contains details about the Queen's death. Outrage as Harry and Meg book reveal details around the Queen's death. And the Daily Star has a photograph of a snowman on it. On the front page, Snowvember is the headline. Temperatures set to plunge to minus 6 degrees centigrade Celsius and we might have a bit of pre-Christmas snow here in Blighty. 
Please no. Runners of the world, we don't like snow. Unless you're living in a country where snow is a constant. Here in the UK, it isn't a constant. I hate it. And I hate the ice on the footpaths. I'm like Bambi on ice, me, when I run. When the weather is very, very cold. And the worst thing that happens is if you have a sprinkling of rain on a mild day and then you have a quick cold snap, the sprinkling of rain quickly becomes ice. And then it's a funny sight to see big baldy gammons like me trying to maintain our balance as we run our daily our daily runs. Yeah, okay. Shall we look inside the papers then? Sure, sure. Why not? Like, that's why... That's why we do this silly podcast. This is The Papers with me, Richie Allen. It's available on your podcast provider, so thank you for finding it. Telegraph, ultra-strict Glasgow rakes in £500,000 in LEZ fines in first few months. Now, now we talked about the amount of money. We talked about the staggering sums of money that the ULEZ in London is bringing in for the London Authority, right? Yeah. Well, Scotland's largest local local authority has raked in a half a million quid in fines from drivers during the opening months of its ultra-strict low-emission zone. Glasgow City Council said it issued 20,134 fines between June and September this year, with drivers forced to hand over £478,560. The scheme, says the Telegraph, is stricter than the one in London because drivers in older vehicles are banned from entering Glasgow city centre rather than being given the option to pay a daily fee. You're banned if your car or your van is slightly older. You can't drive in Glasgow. If you do, you'll pay £60 per day for that. And, and it doubles with each subsequent breach of the rules. So if you're... If you're banned from driving in Glasgow City Centre, and you do, it's 60 squid, thank you very much. If you do it again next week, it's 120, and then 240, and then 480, and then 960, and then 1920. You didn't think I'd get that one, did you? But I did. I've probably gotten that wrong. Have I? 1920 after that? And then I'm just going to give up. I don't have an abacus to hand. Uh, Glasgow was the first Scottish city to introduce a low-emission zone, Dundee will begin enforcing it from May 30th next year. Aberdeen and Edinburgh will begin enforcing it from June. They want to get us all out of our cars. This is it on the pretext that climate change is going to kill us all. Get out of your cars. Get out of your cars. Take public transport. Cycle or walk. They're going to turn us into China. Everybody will be... It'll be Katie Malou and 9 million bicycles. Except it'll be in Greater Manchester. Not in China. 9 million bicycles. Everybody will be cycling around. And then when communitarianism eventually completely takes hold here in the UK, when Klaus Schwab has his way, you'll even have to lend your, your, your bicycle. You'll even be rationed as to how many bicycle trips you can take. And you'll have to share your bicycle with your neighbour. That's where it's all going, dear listener. It's tyranny. I don't know why I'm laughing. I don't know why I'm laughing. I'm hanging on to my old diesel. It's not that old, my car, 2018. I'm, I'm just about okay for the time being. Contraceptive pills, then, 
as the Times contraceptive pill made available from chemists without seeing NHS GP. Millions of women will be able to get the contraceptive pill over the counter from high street pharmacies. They will not need a prescription or need to see a GP. What is going on? If you do not want to get pregnant, why take a pill that is produced en masse, that is produced in mass by big pharma companies? What's wrong with you? Wear a condom. Wear a femidom. I don't know if that... Wear that thing you put in you, women, and have as much sex as you want, but you don't need to take a pill, surely. But anyway, pharmacists will be given the power to prescribe the pill to women over the counter from next month. No need to see a doctor. It is being described by the Times as one of the most revolutionary changes for women's health since hormonal contraception first became available in the 1960s. This will, this will launch at pharmacies across England. A radical NHS drive to make care for common conditions more convenient and accessible. In reality, let's let's rewrite that paragraph. It's part of a radical NHS drive to make care for common conditions. No, no, no. It's part of a radical big pharma drive to get more of their toxic shit into people and 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 sidestep or leapfrog the doctor part of that chain. Right? Let's remove that and make it easier for us to get our medicines that people don't really need. They're calling it pharmacy first. They want to free up 10 million GP appointments a year. No, they don't. The liars. Eventually, they don't want you seeing a GP at all. They want you talking to a fucking tablet or a phone. An artificial intelligence bot will be telling you what you need to do. So they don't want to free up GP appointments. They want to make it even easier for pharma to get its shit into your system. And that's what it is in the opinion of this broadcaster. The Sun... British pubs inside the sun. I don't read it. Liverpool, Liverpool, are you? Are, can you hear me? You know I don't read it. Uh, I don't buy it. I'll, I'll have a look at it online to see if there's anything interesting. But we don't buy it on principle. British pubs could be decimated in the new year with 10,000 closing unless Jeremy Hunt extends tax break for boozers. The establishment, the Great Reset, it wants us in our houses, on the internet, working from home, not travelling, and more importantly, not socialising with one another. That is where we are meant to be. Believe it. That is the plan. So the Sun says, one in ten boozers could go out of business if the Chancellor fails to extend business rates relief in his autumn statement. By Chancellor, they mean Jeremy Hunt. The grim alert comes as the Sun launches a Save Our Pubs campaign to protect the British boozer. Yes, we need protecting. We're not a minority group, there's plenty of us. Boozers. Uh, the rate of closures now means there are fewer than 100,000 pubs across the UK. Latest figures from UK hospitality suggest the pub sector will face a near £1 billion whack if the government does not extend current support. Business rates relief is currently 75%. Without it, Kate Nichols, boss of UK Hospitality, well, she said about 10% of pubs could go out of business in the new year. And again, I know I sound like a broken record. That is the plan. To absolutely eliminate the British boozer. The, 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 the British pub. 100%. 
no doubt. She says there is going to be an almighty post-Christmas hangover if business rates relief isn't extended. The average pub owner will be having to find an extra £15,000 just to keep the doors open. Yes. Uh, pubs have already raised the price of a pint to an average of £4.63 to cover soaring costs. Brewers and landlords are saying they will have to add another 20p to a pint to meet the rates bill and any alcohol duty rise. Yep. No doubt. Planned. Discussed. We've talked about it too often. We'll stay briefly with the sun very briefly. There is a journalist, and you can put inverted commas now, around journalist, who is a correspondent at The Sun, whose name is Noah Hoffman, and has written an opinion piece in The Sun today about Tommy Fucker Knuckles Robinson. That's Tommy the Grifter. You know Tommy, who has reinvented himself more times than, than I've had hot dinners, right? Um, and the opinion piece is about how aghast some Jews are is that Tommy Robinson and his mates are weaponizing the identity of British Jews. In the article, Noah Hoffman says they are as dangerous to Jews, people like Tommy Robinson, as lefty anti-Semites. It's an interesting article. I mean, it is shot through with bullshit, you know, claims that the Jewish people are under some sort of existential threat in the UK, which is complete and utter nonsense, claims that the pro-Palestine rallies, you know, I'll give you an example. He writes, on the left, pro-Palestine rallies have been littered with some of the most dangerous people in the country. That's bullshit. Absolute bullshit. I know, I know I didn't attend any of the rallies. I can't. I'm a, I'm a journalist. Not my place to be involved in activism. But uh, it is nonsense that dangerous people populated these rallies. Uh, The rallies were dominated by people who cannot stand the fact that 2 million people's lives have been turned upside down in Gaza. That 11 or 12,000 people have been killed, butchered, genocided by the Israeli government. That's why people took to the streets to try and compel or implore their own government to do something about it. Uh, It's hardly littered with hate figures. But anyway, he goes on to talk about how anti-Semitic hate crime has shot up in London by over 1,300%. But this is bullshit because when they're asked to explain, you know, to give us some context, they can't. It's mostly somebody reporting that somebody said something like, ah, you dirty Jew, which isn't nice, you know. Anybody who calls somebody a dirty something or other, anybody who others somebody, they should get a clip around the ear. But this is not crime They shouldn't record this as crime. This is fucking egetry. Let's invent a term. Fucking egetry. I find you guilty of fucking egetry or fucking idiocy and therefore I I sentence you to spend a day at a local Jewish cemetery doing some weeding in the gardens and stop saying to people, you dirty Jew, you fucking egot. Right? But it isn't a crime. Most of it is somebody shouting at somebody. And of course, when you see what's going on in Gaza, tensions are obviously on the rise and you'll get more of these incidents, but it's not a rise in anti-Jewish hatred. It's a rise in anti... It's a rise in stupidity. Anyway, Robinson wrote on Twitter, there's... A march against anti-Semitism has been organised in London this coming weekend. And Tommy Fucker Knuckles, the grifter Robinson, he's pure scum Robinson, by the way. I interviewed him twice. Pure scum. A nothing, a grifter, a liar, 
an opportunist. He never exposed child grooming gangs. He had nothing to do with that. He jumped on the bandwagon. And um, there's so much I could say about him, but he isn't worth the oxygen. But he tweeted that everybody should attend the anti-Semitism march and let British Jews know they are not alone. And it was hilarious to see how many Jews told him to fuck off. Quite a lot of Jews tweeted back, fuck off you racist little grifter. Now I don't throw the term racist around very often because obviously I report quite often on how it's overused and weaponized to silence people. But Tommy Robinson is a dyed-in-the-wool racist to his fucking bone marrow, 100%. Um, and we'll say no more about him because uh, he, he, he doesn't deserve the oxygen. This made me laugh in the Times. Uh, China opened school in Tanzania to train leaders how to be despots. <laughs> Wonderful. The Chinese Communist Party sends teachers to Tanzania to give lessons to rising party officials from six African countries in subjects such as Waitford now. This is a genuine subject on the course. Waitford. Xi Jinping thought. What have you got today? Well, I've got double maths. And then I've got English. Then I've got gym. And then we've got double Xi Jinping thought. Where we learn to think like Xi Jinping. So in these, in these lessons, they learn propaganda. They learn how to enforce discipline in line with party ideology. They show future leaders how to fuse their parties with their respected states. This is hilarious. It's on the outskirts of Tanzania's largest city, which is Dar el sorry, Dar es Salaam. It opened last year with a thirty-two million pounds donation from China's Central School for Top Party Officials. Wonderful. We're going to train you how to be despots. Mother of God. Um not going to Asda for a while. Mirror as the worker found dead in supermarket, had been there for three days. Sacked the fucking cleaners. I mean, hello? What? This isn't funny, by the way. God loved the chap. He committed suicide. And it gets worse. He was waiting. Incredible. He had an incredibly long wait for treatment on the NHS. He needed a bit of counselling. He needed to see somebody, and he didn't. Uh, Cutbacks in mental health services meant that he was at the very end of a long queue for treatment and eventually it got too much for the poor man and he took his own life. We lay his death squarely at the foot of the government, not just the government, but the opposition party and everybody else who went along with fucking lockdowns and all of that jazz, right? Yeah. Leave it, Richie. Leave it. Just leave it. Inside the Guardian, confiscate properties from rogue landlords, says senior Labour MP. Conservatives will have kittens hearing this. Rental homes should be confiscated from private landlords who repeatedly break the rules and exploit their tenants. Who says? Well, the head of the Commons Housing Committee. Speaking to The Guardian, Clive Betts, who chairs the Leveling Up Housing and Community Select Committee, said handing courts the power would create a significant deterrent to rogue landlords who treated who, who treated fines for letting out squalid, unsafe and overcrowded homes as simply a cost of doing business. So Clive Betts is saying is that rogue landlords who let terrible properties out to people factor in the fines they receive for not maintaining their properties. So we need to do something more, he says, and ultimately, if they continue to flout the laws, we should confiscate their properties, which could then become council properties used to house people in need or sell them off 
to raise money for social housing. That's according to Clive uh, Betts. That's the guy. And that's kind of it now, dear listener. It's exactly 8 o'clock. It's 8 o'clock in the morning as I'm about to take my leave of you. The Richie Allen Radio Show will be on air this afternoon at 5 o'clock UK time. Mark Windows will uh, be my guest, an old pal of mine who is always great value. Is he or is he not? He is, I tell you. Windows on the world dot net. What is the BBC News website reporting today? Shall we just have a quick scroll along the stories? It's covering the contraceptive pill story we just talked about. It's covering the crown, which is about to be released. Uh, David Cameron is in Ukraine to meet Zelensky, the comedian. I mean, that's vaudeville, isn't it? David Cameron, former UK Prime Minister, brought back to Cabinet. Lord Cameron, he's been given the foreign brief, so he's in He's in Ukraine. Uh, it's also covering Starmer suffers major rebellion over Gaza vote. Uh, PepsiCo sued by New York State for plastic pollution. They're finding a lot of pollution in the Buffalo River and in the Hudson. A lot of plastic bottles, and they're going to sue... PepsiCo, which makes uh, a number of drinks, including, of course, Pepsi, for not doing its bit. The company's not doing its bit to prevent pollution. So that's the BBC. That has been, I tell you what, dear listener, that has been a breathtaking edition. I say breathtaking because it's gone very quickly. Edition of the papers. Ah, the papers, eh? So join me at five then for the Richie Allen Show. I look forward to your company. Don't forget to download the app. There is a Richie Allen Show app. Get it at Google Play or the App Store. Please do. You have a fantastic Thursday. Thursday it is today. It is Thursday, right? And we'll speak later on. Bye.